When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, but also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We covered the latest news and trends for fantasy football in the coming weeks, we will be previewing each and every week the NFL playoffs. So go ahead and check out our upcoming shows right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also as well, of course, Joe Sorrow. He is a great part of what we do each and every time out. So go ahead and check out what he's doing when he's not on the Lakers fast break. And that is as Ox1947 at lakersball.com plus also go ahead and check out what he has to offer for you if you are in the southern california area and you need a new lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today go ahead please go ahead and check out what we're doing today and what he's doing at simblades simblades with the I do want to mention Div X-Ray, what happened to Halliburton. Uh, looks like it's a hamstring issue uh, as far as that's concerned. Go ahead and uh, right now, I think, check out what's going on with ESPN. ESPN reported that it is he did undergo an MRI uh, as far as that's concerned. And it looks like he might have escaped danger as far as that's concerned. It might be just a day-to-day thing going forward. It is not a tear uh, from what I'm seeing. But it is something that there is a hamstring issue with Halliburton. He's about to, he is going to have an MRI on it. So it just looks like it's a strain, but not a full tear at this point in time, which I know that Indiana Pacers fans are breathing a sigh of relief at this point in time. But if you are a Memphis fan, a Memphis fan and the Grizzlies fans are not too happy because they have lost John Morant to a shoulder injury. He's going to have shoulder surgery, and he is out for the rest of the season. Uh, do the Grizz own their own pick this year? I believe they do. I will look that up and uh, make sure that that is the case. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I will make sure if they do, but I believe that they do own their own draft picks this year. So yeah, if that's the case. So if not, I will go ahead and change that statement, but yeah, definitely look that up for you here in the next couple of minutes, but it is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. So even when the Lakers are not playing, the dynamics of the NBA constantly changes. What's up blue Daniel Berry sports highlights. 
Also want to give a big shout out to Adam as well. Truly appreciated. Div X-Ray, of course, I said before. Intel Wild, the man, the myth, the legend indeed. Truly appreciate you stopping by. Corey Childs, great to have you here. Cannot thank you enough for joining us. Hoping I can get uh, Magic Man himself. He's going to come back on, hopefully here in a second. Intel Wild, that is correct. It is a snack pack. We're going to be talking about Lakers here in a second. Truly appreciate it. But also as well, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Of course, Empire Jeff TV. Of course, Lakers in five. Lakers Corner. Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat. The John McCallion Channel. Support all those great channels. And speaking of supporting great channels, go ahead and make sure you're with us each and every time out. And, of course, by liking and subscribing. So you will get the latest notification on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this and truly appreciate it. We do have new national champions in the Michigan Wolverines. So congratulations to them and all their fans. I know Joe is happy for his family. Uh, you know that he comes from Michigan, so he is very happy about them. So they have beaten up on the Washington Huskies. That game is over 34 to 13. So hopefully everybody will be coming on over here to talk some hoops. And at halftime, the Clippers lead 71 to 63. That's of interest to us because of the downfall of the Phoenix Suns and how we may be able to, with a good week ahead, start getting back into the mix, the upper mix in the Western Conference. All we need to do is put a couple good weeks together and let's see if we can get it flowing. But is that the case? Is this season still up for grabs for us? Does this season still have hope? Or is it a lost season for us already? That's what I want to talk with you out there. Hopefully I can get more people involved as far as that's concerned. But I'm so glad to have you here on a brilliant Monday night. The championship game is done and finito and we move on to other sports. We can now focus more even with the NFL playoffs on the NBA season at hand. And with the Lakers coming off a very gritty victory over the Los Angeles Clippers who are playing Phoenix right now. It comes as no shock that the Lakers still, even with all that you know, bravado that they showed off last night, still have a lot of questions that need to be answered. Obviously, a lot of people out there are second-guessing and questioning what Darvin is doing. We do that all the time here on the show, and here he is indeed. It is the man, the myth, the legend himself as well as Intel Wild. It is, of course, the Madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to stop on by and have a snack. A snack pack, per se. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, as much as I wanted to tell you earlier, and I did tell you earlier, that I thought we should go ahead and make the description, can Skylar Mays be the difference for a Lakers championship run this season? I thought that was maybe a little bit too much. Just a little too much this season so far. We got to let him play, see how he is. Hopefully, he shoots better than 26% from behind the arc like he is this season. Let's hope. Let's hope. And not Dylan Windler yet. So, we don't know about Dylan Windler. So, we'll see. Although, you know, it's so funny because I have to keep on correcting some of our audience member. His last name is not Swindler, it is Windler. So, let's go ahead and make sure we got that right. But all that kidding aside, the Lakers are still 18 and 19 on the season, my friend. They are in 10th place. 
in the Western Conference. Although Houston, Phoenix, and Golden State are all having their own issues. And with a good couple weeks, the Lakers could find themselves squarely back into playoff contention. So I ask you, is this a lost season, my friend? Or can the ship be righted between Darvin Ham and what right now, before any trades are made, because, you know, everybody becomes trade eligible here, or almost everybody becomes trade eligible in about a week, Jared Vanderbilt and Anthony Davis notwithstanding. Can this ship be righted and the Lakers still find time to salvage a good season? And so, by the way, I just want to again mention Skylar Mays was signed to a two-way contract. So I wanted to make sure that was noted. So, yes. So I'll say this, Gerald. So the first part of the question is short answer, yes, with an F. <laughs> and the second part is a long answer, no, with a but. Um, I just don't want to do the Joe, hold on. No. And just, yeah, you know, no, 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 that. no, 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 no. So... Short answer is yes with an if. Yes, if that come to Jesus moment they all had in the film room is is actually like a tangible uh, building block, like a, like an actual stepping stone uh, for them to use. I don't buy it personally. I think that's a bunch of hooey. Um, I, I just it was like. I, I, I just Darvin Ham has come off as um, a screwball on the court and a really pretentious guy off it because at one point in time, a few days ago, he said, you know, he didn't understand why fans um, live and die on 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 every game. Well, because we do podcasts exactly like this, Darvin Ham, because. The Lakers fans and the community expect us to talk about game after game after game. He talks, he, that man has a silver tongue and I completely understand why Jeannie and Rob were so enthralled with him because he stuck it all the way up their butts to get a job. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying this, you know, oh yeah, we had a film open film session and, you know, everybody spoke up and, you know, it was a come to Jesus moment and kumbaya around the campfire. That is a bunch of hogwash if I've ever heard it. I actually, I personally think that LeBron and AD were the ones who probably catapulted something like that. Because quite honestly, Gerald, I don't think Darvin Ham has uh, the interpersonal skills to try and um media mediate or, or work with uh with others to do that i ju i just don't it, and we're not buying it the locker room is severed i can see it you could see it we can all see it there are certain factions there are like two factions there's the darvin ham camp and everybody else and only about a handful of people less than that you can count on one hand are in the darvin ham camp and probably you can count on two players who likely uh, are in this camp. And that, w uh, if I had to guess, it would be Torian Prince and uh, it would be 
at one point gave Vincent those the, to me those two would be the only guys who likely would be in the Darvin Ham camp. He's isolated Austin Reeves. He has confused Rui Hashimura beyond all recognition. Rui doesn't know whether he's coming or going half the time uh, on the court because his roles seem to change seem uh, endlessly and seamlessly rather than stay consistent. Uh, I think I think LeBron could take him or leave him personally. Uh, AD, uh, I mean, who knows? A, like, you know, AD just plays the game. I don't think he really um, puts too much stock into who's coaching him, quite honestly. Um, what What's befuddling me, Gerald, is this. If Jeannie Buss is willing to give Darvin Ham the rope, so to speak, to be able to try and correct the, these issues, mm-hmm. why weren't you willing to do that with Frank Vogel? Because Vogel won a championship. All Darvin Ham did was get swept in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. But but here here in herein lies the rub. Jeannie Buss does not care about wins or losses. She cares about stars and more particularly superstars. Because if everybody remembers, if everybody remembers. The reason why Palinka got that extension was not because he won a championship. It was because he traded for Russell Westbrook. Look at the timing, everyone. Look at the timing of that Russell Westbrook trade, and then look at the timing of Palinka's extension. They're co- they're completely like this. They're tethered together, and that's all Jeannie cares about. And Jeannie resented Vogel for not for not making it work when Gerald Frank Vogel probably knew within the first half a week of practice that there is no way we can implement Russell Westbrook into uh, this system and try a try and win a championship. But Jeannie didn't care. All Jeannie cares about is superstars. And she figured, well, I'm going to fire Vogel and just, just hire somebody who says they can deal with, with the the issue dante i don't know man i don't think so i think i think genie like the buses if the buses really cared about winning they would fire darvin ham right now but they don't they don't they well they they, spend money up to a point they penny pinch when they can and then they spend money on certain occasions when they can it's a very funny situation they try to calculate on what they should spend money on and what they should not spend money on it's and bizarre, as a base it? yeah it is bizarre it is bizarre but you see it you see some things as far as in the right way and then the wrong way you know i'm still to this day cannot believe that they diss jerry west on those season tickets i still can't believe to this day that they ever applied for ppp loan i know joe who can't talk right now because the reason why Joe's not on here, he's in our chat is because he has no voice and magic man. You know, I do want him to feel better, but there is a joke in there somewhere about Joe having no voice tonight. But I will say when it comes right down to it, this organization is goes about things in a very weird fashion for a team again. And I just say this, because it's what Forbes usually Forbes usually puts them around what nine, ten, you know, eight, nine, ten billion dollars as far as the value. You think 
a company, an organization worth eight to ten billion dollars, green light, whatever we need to get it done, we get the best people in there at all positions, whether it's the water boy, whether it's the general manager, whether it's the third string center. You try to go ahead and get the very best. You don't cut corners. But that doesn't seem to always be the case, Magic Man. We'll still spend $50 million on AD, but we'll make sure we cut corners other places. Even though we get more revenue from, and we talked about this, despite my misgivings on the merchandise stores or lack thereof in the Los Angeles area, you know, as far as a specific store, you still can find, as Joe mentioned, merchandise for Lakers anywhere because they they are among the very best-selling franchises in the entire world. So thus, you should be getting in enough money to never have to worry about not spending it like you are with this company. It just absolutely befuddles me why we are not, to be honest with you, why we're not in the same tax bracket as the Warriors, as the Suns, and as the Clippers. Why are we not, you know, I know we're hard capped, but we're not at that level. There seems to be a limit on how far we'll go. They didn't sell their soul like Golden State or Phoenix did in order to try and put out what they thought was a winning team. Now, obviously, it's bit them in the ass, but mm-hmm. if you're a fan base, at least you know that they tried to write the checkbook, you know, uh, you, you could rag all you want on the Clippers, and we'd love to, and we were so happy that we beat them yesterday. But at least their owner, he'll write the checks to go ahead and make Jeannie, we're never sure if she will write those checks needed to go ahead and get us over time. We always talk about that joke, uh, you know, that uh, Windhorse made a couple, what, the year that Golden State won, he said that they won this championship based off the checkbook. Well, you know what? If that's the way you need to get it done in 2024, there you go. But also it takes smart planning. It takes a good base it takes a good foundation takes a great organization and among that you need the proper people in place and i'm not sure that they're there i'm not sure you paid the best dollar amount to get the best people in place in all those departments yeah no gerald it's almost as if the philosophy is get bang for your buck and if you don't well suck it up buttercup it's kind of that we'll spend something somewhere but yeah penny pinch somewhere else it yeah it as gerald uh, emphasized that makes zero sense firing tim de francesco as uh your nutritionist when everybody across the board loved the guy but you didn't want to pay him an extra what 50k 75k so he said out the door Mm-hmm. And then, then you hire like, it, it, and this is such like a genie, like cliched LA move. Yeah, we're, we're gonna hire Gunnar Peterson as our strength and conditioning coach. Like seriously, the guy who pretends he's a beast and works out with like Kim Kardashian and and uh, Jessica Biel and um, what's her name, Gerald Miss Marvel? What's her name? I'm thinking um stick she's a stick figure brie larson that's it you know bomber is worth 95 billion cash but genie is cheap but your comment is not a fair one no i think it's a fair one when you have a 10 billion dollar organization 
it is a fair question to ask, Cash. There's, we're not like dealing with with teams that are bargain basement that's barely staying above water that's going to file bankruptcy anytime soon, Cash. No, don't tell me that it's not a fair no, argument. It is yeah. a fair. Uh, okay, it Magic is. Man, let me ask this. Okay, name some of the most recognized names in, in sports world around the world. Lakers I, are up there, right? Yep, Lakers, Manchester United. Yankees, um, Yankees, Cowboys, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Juventus FC. Yeah, the they the they make revenue all year round, pretty much more than any other sports entities out there. So don't tell me cash that they can't spend the money. Don't tell me because uh, Balmer has ninety five billion dollars that and Genie ha- does not have ninety five billion dollars. She's got a little bit of cash on hand. We talked about this the other day. Yeah, this is what she, you know, the only reason why she hasn't sold is probably closer to what Joe said. It's because of the challenge. It's because of the fact that if she sold it out for $10 billion, she would be bored stiff as far as what she would want to do as far as challenges in her life. So that's probably the best way to say it. So don't tell me that she doesn't have enough cash to flow around to go ahead and do things at every single level to get the best gm to get the best executives to get the best this to get the best that so yeah don't tell me that that doesn't fly with me not when it comes to lakers if you were talking about the charlotte hornets or talking about uh some of the other teams maybe the the indiana pacers per se they have different financial situations that could possibly be the case but don't tell me that about the lakers and 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 gerald it it, it's not it's not as if the 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 teams you mentioned aren't dealing with their own strife right now. All those teams you mentioned, along with the Lakers, are fighting for a play-in spot right now. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if you're fighting for a play-in spot with those two teams, straight cash, homie. Like they they can they can decide to uh, to um, level up, and the Lakers can't. And that's 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 another issue. I, I'm just <clears throat> it, it's. I I often think that sometimes I think, um, you know, we can't afford to live in a bubble anymore, Gerald, because we live in a global world. That being said, some people still do. And Jeannie Buss has a small circle and she stays in that bubble, man, because there is no way if you were the least bit interested in trying to improve your product that you would listen to like, of course they're the old saying, if you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with them. Like, of course, like no, nobody expects them to listen to everything we have. That being said, um, you still need to have a little bit of humility and understand what, where your strengths and weaknesses lie. You know, I, 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 she's worth just to let everybody know if you take a look at it, $500 million. So it's got a little change on hand, doesn't she, Magic? According yes. to what 2022 uh, statements, as far as what a Times Getty Images, uh, Times survey, as far as it's concerned, based off of what heavy.com, bustle.com, other sources are saying around $500 million estimate worth if she doesn't sell the team. So, you can disagree with all I say about Jeannie Buss as far as it's concerned. She can invest the company's funds into getting 
the best at each and every position. There's no excuse. There, so whatever you, excuse you could throw at me, I'll throw that right back at you. And if you have that kind of equity, Gerald, then you know, like, I, we don't have to tell you. If you have that kind of equity, you know you have to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. That that's that's how liquid assets work. You got to mm-hmm. spend money to make money, and it, it seems that they are impervious. Particularly, Genie is impervious to trying to understand that. In order to do that, sometimes you have to keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. or the Balmers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Nice. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I ask you, my friend, and once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. It's just so weird how we were talking about people that have a half a billion dollars, a billion dollars, $95 billion estimated worth of the Lakers is... 10 billion dollars and all that and you know when we compare it to what we have most of us in our lives so you know it is what it is but when it comes right down to it gerald neither you nor i was also born with a silver spoon in our mouth either but joe soro was yes so we yes we all know that but that's why he loves the cereal so much but need i digress uh when it comes right down to it magic man uh the lakers again they're 18 and 19 Uh, 10th place in the Western Conference. But they do have a series of home games still coming up. Their one road game is at the team that is now, surprise, surprise, directly behind them in the Utah Jazz. They are not what they were three weeks ago, a lottery-bound team that was going to be tanking. No, no, no. They won eight out of the last 10. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA, and they just beat on the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. So that's the road game that we have. So that aside, my friend, the Lakers now have to worry about Utah, Phoenix, Houston, and Golden State in and around what they're doing. But with, again, the tough part of the schedule, hopefully behind them, the next 40-some-odd games hopefully can look better, and at least the ones the rest of this month until the very end when they go on a road trip can look pretty good when it's predominantly a lot of home games. So I ask you, my friend, is the season done for the Los Angeles Lakers? Because I don't think so. But it's not perfect. There's a long way to go. And there's a lot of things that need to be done. Yeah, I agree, Gerald. I don't think so either. That being said, you know, 37 games in, you have you have 45 left. Mm-hmm. I think that the Lakers have to go at least 30 and 15 in order to get a top six seed. Okay. Minimum. Minimum. You have to... So that would mean you have to win two out of every three games. I'm just not... I'm just not there yet because of Darvin Ham. 
Okay, because right now they're four games out of sixth place. That's yeah, right. As of right now, when we're talking. Yes, and the comp the conference record is is pretty above board, um, in line with, I think most of the Western Conference as well, except for Minnesota. I think they've only lost like three or four games in conference. Yeah. You can you can wish in one hand and you know, in the other, Joe. Yeah, it's forty four and one. It's funny. Yeah, I love how he said the Lakers are going to go on a forty five to nothing run during the game yesterday. Yeah, that was that was not happening. <laughs> I do like the steel sport comment there, Kurt. I do thought that was real good. Yes, reference to yesterday's show. So, absolutely. Yeah, and and Gerald, I'm I'm really I really need an explanation here. So. In the 11 years mm-hmm. that Jeannie Buss has had ownership, primary ownership of the Los Angeles Lakers, she's at the helm of the ship. Mm-hmm. They've How many times have they made the playoffs? Not the well, playoffs. Remember, remember what we talked about. This be, I've brought this up, and I get criticized for it a lot because you know we talked about, yes, they have the one title. Yes, they have the one title, but we're going to include what? It's 12 seasons now. Is that rough? Okay, so what is it? Four and and eight, or is it five and seven? No, I think it's four and eight. Four and eight. I think it's four and eight. So, yeah, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. It's 18 to 19, no playoffs. Then 19 19 to 20 20 was the title run. 2021 is playing. Mm-hmm. 21, 22 missed the playoffs. Last year, playing. I'm sick of being in the play-in. Like, well, the, I, the 2021 team that was just a regular. That's that was the year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was just that was a seven, playoffs. Yeah, that, that was just playoffs. A that's where we yeah, were. My, that's my, where we were yeah, leading. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so, Anthony. Oh, okay, so twice. But come on, man, twice. And only one of those times where you, did you have home court advantage. That's that's not the Laker way. It's just not. We're, it's not what we're used to. That is kind of like the Atlanta Hawks or the Houston Rockets or the uh, Orlando Magic. That 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 in in that same like in twelve years you make the playoffs three times and maybe once you're a top three seed. It, that's not that that doesn't signify stability, Gerald, and success. And it does and it doesn't tell me that Jeannie wants to win. It just doesn't. I keep hearing this from Laker fans. I keep hearing it. And I'm at I'm saying evidence. Ev- show me the evidence that she wants to win. There. You mean fully commit to winning? How about that? Fully commit to winning. Okay, fully commit to winning. Does that sound we, better? That sure. Okay. Because I don't, I don't think, um, you know, bluffing Ty Lue was a stupid move. Mm-hmm. Completely stupid, Gerald. There, first of, first of all, there was no reason to pull that bluff. He wanted the job. He wanted the job. It's not as if he didn't want the job. Tyloo wanted the job. They just they just bluffed him. And then when he didn't he didn't bite, 
then they tried to pull the carpet underneath his, his feet. He said, okay, I'll go, I'll go across town. And uh, Gerald, how many times has Bal has Balmer or that front office pulled a pulled a boner move or decided that they were going to change up midstream? It's been like three straight years for Ty Lue, and Ty just figures it out. takes takes him sometimes up to a month at the most, but he figures it out. Ham, Ham, Ham couldn't Ham couldn't find his way through. A, a Twinkie factory in uh, in the dark. This guy is is you know he's an idiot. He's an idiot on the court, and I just I'm tired. I'm tired of the Lakers having idiots for coaches. I'm not calling Vogel one, uh, but yeah, Ham was one. I can I consider Luke Walton one. I mean, l let's face it. I don't want to call Ham an idiot. I just think he's a dart thrower, and he's throwing a lot of darts and. And it nothing is sticking. The Lakers just don't have players. They have but players that regressed, and they're just not playing well on either one side of the ball or the other. And he's just not finding the right combinations. I understand in-game tacticians. We talked about this before. He's really been poor on. Uh, he gets out coached quite a bit, like he did the other night against Memphis. I mean that zone that that. Tyler Taylor Jenkins threw out him at the fourth quarter. That was absolutely a brilliant move and just befuddled Ham. He had no answer for it. You know, I understand that, but I'm not so, calling him an idiot. I don't want to call him an idiot like that. I That's well, I will. I will. I will yeah. call him an idiot because And just your opinion, he, absolutely. It, your he, he 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 exemplifies intellectual disability. That's okay. that's the definition of an idiot on the court. On the court, he's an idiot. Intellectual disability. Um, Gerald, do you think it's smart or logical or even pragmatic to have Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt on the court with LeBron James and Anthony at the same Davis? time? No, he does that, and he's done that uh, incessantly. That's an idiot. That that's an idiot. That's an idiot. I can I can show him the data sheet with Vando and Cam on one side, and then uh, like Rui and uh, Austin Reeves or Prince on the other side, and it's completely night and day. So, so it, it, he is he is more of I like certain players, so I'm gonna I, and again. Pat Beverly. I'm going to go back to it. I just don't think he's a very good coach. That's my but, thing. But, I don't think he's an idiot. I just don't think he's a very good coach. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Gerald, do you remember? Do you remember? When I don't you think were... he should be the coach of the Lakers, and I'll leave it at that. Gerald do, Gerald, do you remember doing? Do you remember in kindergarten you did shapes? Yes. Okay. So eventually the stupid kid figures out that the the circle can't go in the square. I mean, we, we all had one in class. I mean, it wasn't me. It wasn't you, but we all saw it. That kid was ham. Cause he's, he's trying to, he's trying to make forks into spoons and he's trying to put, make spoons into forks. Vando is what he is. He is fully cooked. He's not a good offensive player. He shouldn't, he shouldn't even be looking to have easy, He's not a good uh, coach, and I'm not going to disagree with you there at all. 
at all. I just don't. I, li- I just don't like to, you know call him an idiot. You know that's. I think that- you know what I would do right now, Gerald, and they're not going to do it. But you know what I would do right now, if I was Palinka, here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would wait. The next week, if the Lakers don't... And people are going to be saying defending, Gerald's defending him. Like, I still want him to be fired, so I don't know. No, how Ger- Gerald, Gerald's just not willing to call him an idiot. That's fine. That's, yeah. I am. I think he's a bad coach, but I don't I think am. he's an idiot. I am. I'll call him an idiot on the court. I don't care. But here's what I would do if I was Rob Polinka right now. I would have a meeting with Jeannie. I would say, Jeannie, look, it's not working out with Darvin. Like I know for, for, and I didn't buy the fact that somehow Jeannie, Jeannie has, uh, you know, uh, a soft eye for Darvin Ham. And that's why, and that's why, you know, she's, she's letting him like breathe a little bit. Baloney, baloney. Don't buy it for a second, Jeannie. I would bring her into the office to say, look, if we don't go, Eight and two. Over Shut the up, next... Joe. By the way. Shut if up, we... Joe. I'm if not defending Darvin Ham. Shut if up. If we don't go eight and two over the next ten games, then this is what's gonna happen. We need to bring in new blood. So here's what I'm suggesting. Now Darvin... I will call Joe an idiot. That I have Dar... no problem. Joe Darvin... is an idiot. Darvin Ham is relieved of his coaching duties, and I call up the phone and I ask Rajon Rondo. Rondo, do you want to coach the Lakers right now? Yes or no? My guess is he says yes, because there is no way, Gerald, that you're going to bring in another has-been hack like Doc Rivers. Because I won't call uh, Darvin Ham an idiot, although I want him to be fired and I think he's a bad coach, because I won't call him an idiot on a personal level, Alan says I'm being a traitor. This, the Lakers... The Lakers locker room needs an enema to quote the bat to quote Joker from the Batman movie. They need an enema good movie, big time. And that is resulting from the lack of cohesion and stability. And that is a result of the guy at the top, Darvin Ham. So again, if I was Palinka, I would bring Jeannie in and I would bring the rest of the ownership uh, into a room. And I would say the Lakers need to go eight and two over the next 10 games in order for us to think that they're short of writing the ship. Short of that, you relieve Darvin Ham of his duties and you get on the phone with somebody like Rajon Rondo. What do you got to lose, Gerald? If you go five and five over the next 10, guess what your record is? You're 23 and 24, played 47 games. You have 35 games left. What do you got to lose? Unless, unless you're, unless you think along the same lines as say, you know, eternal pessimists or pragmatists that, there's no way in hell that that Ham can turn this ship around, so we'll just let him walk the plank at the end of the season. But even that, even that is um, a little tenuous because, you know, again, they're cheap. They're cheap. 
they they're the and they're the morons and i'm calling them morons linda rambis you're a moron kurt rambis great player loved you as a laker you were a horrible coach kurt nobody wanted to play for your ass nobody wanted to play for your ass because your offensive philosophy was like boiled chicken and rice with no sauce it's just it's it's just there. You're whack. Your whole system's whack. And Polinka, what the hell have you ever accomplished in your life other than being a, being a professional jackass? How many friends have you made, Rob, since you became became a GM? Not many. But th th this is what happen this is what happens when um you have idiots in charge, Gerald. There is no, there is no stability in this organization. None, none. Look, the signing of LeBron aside, Gerald, did you think that Genie Bus and this front office was heading in the right direction? When would when would you say that? Well, like like you know, before I'm calling the AD uh, trade. So I'm, or, call, or... I'm calling certain people idiots here. Luke Walton was an idiot. Luke Gerald. Was Luke Walton the best assistant coach on the Golden State Warriors series? No, no, gifted. Gerald, answer the question. Was G Luke Walton the best assistant coach on the Warriors staff? Allow me to finish, staff? my friend, and then I will answer your question. Don't give me the Joe stuff here, okay? Because we're good friends. I want, And I will say, when it comes to Luke Walton, he was gifted that Golden State team. That's what got him the job. Let's just mm -hmm. all let's not beat around the bush. He was gifted that Golden State team. He went on that 23 and 2 run or whatever gaudy record that he had. And that's how he got his job with the Los Angeles Lakers. And, and we saw exactly how bad of a coach he was. And then he saw again in Sacramento how bad of a coach he was. So but Ger Gerald, I think that answered the question. Yeah. As Joe, as, kiss my butt. But as bad as he was, Gerald, after 30 You're an idiot. You're an idiot. See, I will say we've got an idiot, and that is Joe. There you go. Absolutely. And Div X-ray says I'm 100 accurate. But right. Gerald, after after thir after 34 games, right? Luke Walton wasn't wasn't 17 and 17. He was actually 20 and 14. So if we're if we're saying Luke Walton was gifted that job, Luke Walton did more with less than Darvin Ham is. That's, that's true, and then but, and that's you know, saying LeBron got lot. hurt, and then we we all know what happened from there on that Christmas day, and yeah, oh, it went all God. downhill from there. But uh, we saw what happens once they got everything back together, and it just wasn't a pretty sight. And then we saw in Sacramento how how I think we saw in Sacramento truly his his true colors as a coach. That he's just yeah yeah. He's, yeah. He's so he's, so. Like I, I, I really want the Lakers to turn this around, Gerald, but it's LeBron. And that's is, the question. Will they LeBron turn LeBron is 39 years old. He is not 33 anymore. He just, he doesn't have the booster rockets are gone. All right. The booster rockets are gone. This isn't, this isn't the 2018 Cavs. This isn't the, this isn't the 2014 heat. Um, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull up something here, Gerald. But um, if you want to move on to the next topic, I have something that'll be interesting. Well, no, I just want to say that I mean I can't call a guy an idiot who convinced 
conned, whatever you want to say, the Lakers into hiring him to a multi-year contract worth several million dollars. I don't know how you can really call him an idiot. You can still call him a bad coach, which I do. You can still want him to be fired, which I do. But I don't know how much of an idiot you would really call him because he's making a whole ton of money that the Lakers are going to have to deal with. Okay. Whether or not they fire him or not. Do you you know for a fact that Luke Walton negotiated his own contract? I don't know who knew. I would assume that would not be in his best interest. I would assume he would have gotten an agent, but then again. Yeah, I don't think Luke Walton's smart yeah, enough to they, do that, Gerald. So, well, I mean, so well, he was I being paid on that. He's been paid two NBA contracts. His agent wasn't an idiot, but he is. Again, I'm just saying that you can refer to him as an idiot. I, I don't want to refer to him as an idiot. I think that's a personal attack and a level that without we, I don't want to go to. I said but idiot I on. I said, oh my goodness. I no, said but as far idiot as the on coaching, the court. Yeah, yeah, on the coach. Well, idiot that on the never, court. Yeah, but that I that I I will 100% agree with you on it. He's a bad coach. I told you that. He'll, you know, people say, but people are using the in our chat. They're using. See, the thing is, the chat. You get seduced by the chat. The chat just <laughs> says the word idiot, and they use as general. Joe is out there just trying to throw gasoline on the fire. He's just trying to say idiot, idiot for a reason. Again, I'm using Joe's vernacular here that he usually says in the show. You don't want to go into personal attacks on him, his family, or anything like that. You always want the best for people in their lives, but on the court. Yeah, Darvin Ham's a bad coach. I've not said the otherwise. Darvin Ham has made mistakes. He's a terrible tactician. He cannot, you know, he's just a rah-rah guy that unfortunately the rah-rah has up and left as far as the Los Angeles Lakers. I still am not asking this. And the reason why we're doing this show and doing this episode, my friend, is can the Lakers still turn around? They still have time. If you looked at it on paper, they still have time. If you looked at it, they still have several home games left this season. They still have an opportunity to turn things around. There are teams mired in the same kind of uh, malaise that the Los Angeles Lakers are currently in. You've got Houston, Utah, Golden State, uh, Phoenix. All of these teams are in disarray in some form or fashion. They are not living up to expectations in some form or fashion. So the Lakers still, with a good run here, because they've really had a pretty hard schedule on the front part, on the 2023 part of the schedule, still has a chance to write things. Am I 100% convinced that they will? No, absolutely not from what I've seen so far. And no, that's, again, I... that's again, we take it back to Darvin Ham, who on the floor, you could say, has done some pretty idiotic things. I just don't want to call him, a, on a personal level, an idiot at Wyoming. And that, it sounds like you're well, not either. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Not from a not from a personal standpoint. I will say this though: when when Darvin Ham is projecting a lot of hostility at the fans, right, I, these I mean, are the those are idiotic statements that he makes. And, and yeah, and I'm gonna push right back. If you're if you're gonna push uh, our fans, I'm gonna push you right back. Um, you know that was a jerk jerk off thing to say by him, and it's not the first. It's not the first thing he's he said that was. Don't ever question again. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to interrupt. My apologies, Magic. This chat, this world famous chat. I was born in Inglewood, California. I am more Lakers blood. I am bleed purple and gold. Never question it. Never question. I am. I'm more of a Lakers fan than Joe than anybody out there ever will be. Okay, so don't ever question my Lakers loyalty. 
I just no, call no. it as I see it. Okay. So, Gerald. So, shut Gerald. up for anyone out there who has any sense of time out there, who has any sense of call to to question my Lakers loyalty. Never so, question it. Ever question it. Because I've been a Lakers fan long before you were, and I will be long after you're gone. It's mm-hmm. just that simple. So, shut the hell up and move on and go on to your Clipper sites that you love so much. <laughs> But otherwise, if you're a true Lakers fan and you really want to go ahead and hear it how it is and you want us to call it like we see it because you guys lap up all the time what Joe says, no matter if it's right or wrong, you lap it up. You're going to lap up what we say because we tell the truth, we're honest, and we tell like it is. And we're Lakers fans true and true until the day we die and beyond. So shut up to anybody out there who questions my Lakers loyalty. It's like the third or fourth time that said it. And if you ever question my Lakers card again, I will show it to you, put it right up in your face, and then I'll stick it where the sun don't shine. So shut the hell up and get on out if you're not a Lakers fan. But if you are, welcome to the Lakers Fast Break. We're glad to have you. And uh, Gerald, I'm just to ask. Yeah, that's great. So, oh, I Dante, um, I love it. I love it when they call me out on it and they call, they think because they don't see common sense that everybody else can't see common sense. So I, that's okay. I love it. I love it. And I'll call them out on it because they aren't a true Lakers fan. If that's the case, I am. And I know I am. Go ahead. Matching man. That was a great rant, by the way, Gerald. Oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. I was, love to do it. That, that was, that was inspiring. I don't, you, don't, you don't have to have Joe level rants with all the cursing and all that stuff. You can always get your point across. So, Gerald, uh, what I have on the screen, and I post it in the chat, is the basically <laughs> <Kurt is> awesome. <laughs> the the offensive efficiency of LeBron James led teams from two thousand and three. So, Gerald, why don't we just scroll down? And what's obvious to you? What stands out since two thousand and three about a LeBron James led offense, particularly with the Lakers. If you, what stands out, what stands out to you? Just look at the graph. What stands out? I mean, he hasn't, he's, he's only had, he's only had one positive offensive season with the Lakers. One. Yeah, because you that can see was, they're all that was the plus eleven that you're seeing there. Yeah, that's but, it. That, that yeah. and and a plus eleven too. I mean, if you look, if you look at some of his the best teams he's had, we're, we're going 12, 10. I mean, look, some of those Cleveland teams are bad, but look at the Lakers here. Like the worst Miami team he had was a plus six. The worst Cavs team he had was a plus three. The best Lakers team he's had is a plus 11. And look at this. 24th, 24th, 22nd, 23rd, 19th. The offense is bad. The offense is bad. Even even with him scoring 25, 7, and 7, the offense is atrocious. And that has a lot to do with the coaching. So, Obviously, 
let's let's look at the past two Darvin Ham seasons. Nineteenth, twenty-three. Like, give me a break, man. Give me a break. Uh, and by the way, I mean, that's well. That's by the way, what you say there, as far as with that's concerned, that always gives the LeBron detractors. You know that type of that type of deal. Oh well, the on-off numbers say you know with LeBron is you know there's a minus with him on the floor. Blah 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 blah. And you know I'm like okay, you know you say that, and I understand that all these GMs going back to Cleveland, going back to Miami, the hardest part is trying to build a team around LeBron James and his strengths. And Joe and uh, you know I give credit for Joe as much as I tease him about being an idiot. He's not an idiot in real life. Yes, he's one can't own his own successful company as he does without you know having some intelligence. So he well, let me just finish this. He has said that you know building around LeBron, you build around LeBron a certain way, and I give a a give credit. You do. Has Rob Palenka built that team correctly around him at all times? No. No, no, not at all. The only <clears throat> so the only two players he's ever really um t- uh targeted that he thought would be a fit for LeBron that were shooters was Max Christie, not a shooter, Gerald, not a shooter, and Danny Green. That's it. That's it. He's acquired or signed undersized non-shooting guards or non-driving guards the team that the team that Polinka put together in 21-22 drilled two-thirds of that team was out of the league at the end of the year like like that was garbage he put garbage around lebron and he got lo- he got a lot of luck in 19 and 20 because he took a flyer on Dwight Howard. He didn't know that Dwight Howard was go- was going to have a renaissance season, Gerald. But that's what a flyer is for. He d- oh, he also couldn't have anticipated that JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard would, would have that kind of chemistry and willing to sacrifice. That's also, that's also a key ingredient. That's also a key ingredient. Pol- it, it's almost as if Polinka signs guys like players that remind him of him like mercs like straight up like mercenaries only interested in themselves not interested in sacrificing not interested in in um, making a commitment to be a good teammate that it's pretty simple to me i mean westbrook great russell westbrook is one of the greatest players in nba history gerald he's also one of the most selfish players in nba history thinks about himself first second and third how 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 could you have how could you have contemplated acquiring him was a good idea if what it takes to win a championship is team sacrifice that now, would be could, the, now that, joe might have a point on that and i apologize for interrupting joe might have a point because he said in the chat i don't know if you saw in the chat about al lebron and ad might have influenced that decision do you agree on that assessment or not pardon me as far as remember when they had the big powwow together, as far as the yep. dinner before the sign. So, do you think that LeBron had a lot of sway in getting him to the Lakers? Because I think that's you know, yeah. I think Rob, I will might give him a pass 
on that. Although if I'm robbed and I'm told by LeBron comes in the door, I said, you know what? I like to get Westbrook on the team. I'd have to tell him, you know, LeBron, uh, <laughs> I might have to walk off the job, but can I give you a tape of the bubble of that second round between the Houston and the Lakers? Do you, you really it t- take a look at this? Take a look at this for 10 minutes. I'll give him a thumb drive. Give him a take. You know what? I, 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 <laughs> I hear what Joe is saying. Gerald, I got to be honest. That whole trade smells of Genie Bus. It smells of Genie Bus. That he went mm-hmm. higher than the Rob and then he went straight to Genie? Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. That, that's, that's what it smells like. I smell a rat. I smell a rat there. But again, like of all, like we saw that image of the championship. Like, there's that image of four Lakers in the paint. Well, Westbrook is like Gerald. You've talked about that. You've emphasized that image as kind of summing up who Westbrook kind of is when it comes to the playoffs. And you, you made a concerted effort to acquire that player while dismantling your depth for what that was robbing Peter to pay Paul. And you're still, as Joe says, paying for it today. And I'll give Joe for saying that. You know, and you know what, Gerald? At at any at any point in time during those discussions, Jeannie Butts could have put her foot down and said, "No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this." And again, I'm pointing to evidence here. You you people out there who come on our come on the show in the chat or in the comments, you leave your little comments there and say, well, yeah, Jeannie, Jeannie wants to win. Jeannie wants to win. Jeannie wants to win. You're wrong. Jeannie wants to win. If Jeannie wanted to win, she wouldn't have acquired Russell Westbrook. The reason why Jeannie acquired Russell Westbrook is because LA loves superstars. Her little, her little click, she click. They like talking amongst themselves during the game. They're not actually watching the game, but they like to be entertained a little bit. And so, of course, Russell Westbrook is a name. That's but that's all he is. He's a name now. Once a great player, not anymore. That's the issue with Jeannie. Jeannie Jeannie is less interested in winning than he, she is in in getting attention. Guys, just deal with that. She is an attention grabber. That's that's what she thinks makes the Lakers work rather than actually a functioning, st- stable organization. And and, I, and there's been times where I said, well, you know what? You cannot be around the product for so many years and not know basketball. Uh, but when it comes to that, if the if that's the case, and once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Magic man, Sean Grice is here along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Mm-hmm. Truly appreciate it. Uh, if that's the case, you know, maybe we have to question how much basketball knowledge is. But just, again, you're around the product so much of your life. And to not know what we as observers, or actually, I should say, a percentage of the observers knew at that time, I'm going to pat myself on the back to my dying day that I saw immediately that that was a bad move. And I, you know, yeah, I... I don't want to tell that story for the 500th time about that Look, day Ger- when I, when I, Ger- I the day when I described it. But yes, I will. I will just say that. So, I- so, Ger- so Gerald, when when the season is over, 
and LeBron is deciding whether or not he wants to become a Laker. Are the Lakers going to draft Bronny James, Gerald, just to satisfy Le- a 39-year-old LeBron James? Because guess what, Gerald? Guess what? The Miami Heat did that once. We were all watching the draft, and Nor. <laughs> Shout out, Norris Cole. Norris Cole had a great uh, March Madness, Gerald. But there is no way Norris Cole is going to be a starting caliber point guard in the NBA. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But what did LeBron write on uh, draft night, Gerald? Ooh, I love that Norris Cole. And w- who did the Heat draft? Norris Cole. Did Norris Cole help the Miami Heat win a championship? Not really, no. No, he did not. I, I've already said, I've already been on record. I don't think Bronny is re- is ready for the NBA. My God, he's just been in a few games. His high was, what, 10? I don't know. It might be higher now. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about a kid that's just barely played a few games. So, so uh, he's not Ra- ready. Yeah, Ryan. For NBA Ryan guy. Romero. Ryan Romero. I, I got something to point out to you. Do you know who was earmarked to be the Lakers GM, Gerald? Because he had been in the organization for so long. Who was that? It was Ryan West. True. That's a good point. Uh, he had, uh, yeah, obviously, the lineage, but also as well, the the ties. Uh, he put and, the uh, time in. Yeah. Yeah. Time he, in. And, and he had a steady hand in why the Lakers in those mid-2010s mid were able to work with what they had like they had to work within the the means that they had and that's what they asked ryan west to do as he said let me ask you this though can i ask you this under why didn't he get the job or why hasn't he gotten the job yet in gold state and mike dunleavy jr got the job after i thought i if i'm not mistaken what um i believe is west still with the warriors i thought he went to the heat drill is he thought, with the Heat now? Okay. Yeah, I thought Pat Riley. I, I don't know because you know he's got. I know who he's married to the the famous golf uh, golfer, uh, and I thought they got married and stayed on the the West Coast as far as it's concerned. So I'll have to check on that. But yeah, if that's the case. All right, we'll we'll see what happens. But he has that lineage, so you never know. He may get get an opportunity at some point in time. But uh, let's get back to the Lakers uh, before we head on out, my friend. Uh, it's been a great conversation, a spirited conversation with my. Brother in crime, Magic Man, Sean Grice. Uh, truly appreciate him. It's good to have you back, Magic Man. We're coming back. We've got opinionated people all over the place. People are calling us this and that and this and that. And Hell, we've even got Joe in the comments. So there you go. Absolutely. Can't get any better than that. But it is also as well the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, again, before we talk about the two-way deals and the fact that, guess what, Magic Man? JHS has been such a great player on the Lakers. He's now playing in the G League. He, I think he had just had his debut uh, today, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. So when it comes right down to it, my friend, the Lakers obviously need to go ahead and start winning sooner rather than later to get back in the thick of things. You know, hopefully by the end of the year, still a fifth, sixth, seventh seed in that range. I think that would be after all is said and done and how bad it got a, a move similar to what they did last year might be inevitable. Mm-hmm. Now, is it the best thing for the Lakers? No, because then you're asking LeBron and AD to work overtime again to get to the play-in, and that's not the greatest thing in the world. But they still have time 
in January and February to get themselves in a better position. And then who knows what happens at the trade deadline or beyond. So I ask you, my friend, there's still a lot of home games on the horizon for the Lakers. They can make up this space. With Phoenix, I believe that is just lost against or about ready to lose the Clippers because they're down by 20 with about seven minutes left. And I don't think the Clippers will lose that lead like Golden State did against Denver the other night when I called it. Your thoughts, my friend, on if the Lakers can actually right the ship, even with Darvin Ham coaching it uh, in the not-too-distant future. I mean, they did it once before. Could they do it again? I mean, sure, anything, anything's possible. I mean, you did it before. Sure, you could do it again. I just don't think you have the... Uh, you don't, I, I don't think you have the right thoroughbreds with Darvin Ham to do that. I mean, because the book, the book is already out on this team, though. That I think Denver, Denver exposed a lot of flaws with this team, Gerald, last year. And we're not, I hate, we hate going backwards, but for God's sakes, it's essential. It's not all that dissimilar from that roster. It, it, I think the, the book's out. He's just, Darvin Ham is just completely uninventive, completely lacking the, the ability to make adjustments on the fly. He's not a good he's not a good decision maker. He's not a quick decision maker. It, there's a myriad of issues that the Lakers would have to overcome internally, not externally, internally in order to accomplish the goal. There's just too many factors preventing this team from trying to win a championship internally, internally, externally is something completely different because you have seven or eight teams who uh, think they have a chance to win a title. And that, and that's a, that's a, that's a mountain of another problem. I just, I don't see it with ham. I don't see it now. Of course they could, they, they could prove us wrong and, I mean, kick, kick us in the face, Gerald. We'll have to pick up our teeth like they're chiclets, and the, they can laugh at us. Um, hey, we're all for that. I'd be all for that. Darvin Ham kind of has a, um, a uh, an intense dream where he learns how to uh, to coach and adjust. I'm all for that. I just I just don't think that the Lakers have the right per. Like I keep saying this, know your personnel. Like know your know thyself, Marcus Aurelius, right, Gerald? In the NBA, know thy personnel. And I just like you said, he has difficulties blending what he thinks the Lakers should play like versus the personnel he has. It's it's almost like it's almost like this. You have the Gerald has all the ingredients to bake a cake, right? He's got the flour, he's got the eggs, he's got the chocolate. Then you give Darvin Ham the ingredients to make a cake. But instead of following the recipe that Gerald follows to make a cake, Ham decides, well, you know, I don't really need flour. And uh, eggs, eh, eggs are a luxury. I could, I could use something else. And when you bake that monstrosity, and it causes a four-alarm fire, which is kind of what happened last year. You don't know how to bake a cake. He doesn't know how to bake a cake.
We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I will say, Ryan, thank you for the comment. That really made my day. Truly it appreciate did, Ryan. it. Ryan. Thank you. Yes, I saw thank that you. Too. Thank you, love, Ryan. Much love to you and much love to everybody out there. Kurt, <laughs> Dar- Darvin Ham is so bad. He wrote the jokes for Joe Coy and his monologue on the Golden Globes. Oh, Kurt, I'm telling you, you're, you're a piece of work. We got much love for you. Uh, Alan, yes, I know you've been uh, trying to push some buttons and uh, all day, but we truly appreciate, as always, your, your, you being here. DivX Ray, everybody else out there, cannot thank you enough for doing so. Darren, Intel Wild in the chat. Do you want to give everybody an update before we talk about the two-way guys? Magic Man. South Bay Lakers did win tonight over the Ontario Clippers. I knew you were excited to find that out, Magic Man. 120 to 115. Uh, they're now 3-2 and two on the season. Colin Castleton, uh, who I, we're now, you and I are going to see this name again constantly in there. What about Colin? What about Colin? 20 points, 16 rebounds, three block shots. The problem is there. you see the leap between the G League and the NBA because he'll go in, let's say, against an Alperin Shangoon, and he'll look like a guy that shouldn't even be have any excuse to be on the floor. Which is sad to see because you can see the leap. You really, I mean, Colin Castleton, great numbers. And then it doesn't translate yet. Now, mind you, you put a lot of it together like Cam Whitmore at Houston. He went down to the G League, played several games for them, really did well, killed it in the G League, and then has translated that to some really starting to, to as Joe and I had talked about and thought that he would he's starting to play really well coming off the bench in a crowded wing team such as houston jaylen hood shafino who i know everybody is on pins and needles talk about actually didn't do so bad today in the win 20 points seven assists actually made a three-pointer not too shabby shot well maxwell lewis Still looking like a deer with the headlights on, man, my friend, because 10 points, six turnovers, still not a pretty sight from what I'm seeing in the box office. But the Lakers uh, did get some output from the the bench guys, and yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing. Scotty Pippen Jr. still looks like he's not an NBA-ready player. Uh, it's just, yeah, that's that's not a pretty sight there. But when it comes right down to it, Magic Man, I uh, wanted to go ahead before we head on out and talk about the two new acquisitions Again, Dylan Windler, not Dylan Swindler, Dylan Windler. Uh, he is uh, he was signed to a two-way on Sunday, and today the team signed Skylar Mays. Both have had several cups of coffee with several teams, even this season. Uh, I'd like to see both get a chance because Skylar Mays is a backup point guard. You never know. He's got to shoot better. He has a normal career shooting his percentage in the 30s. He's been shooting uh, 26% on the season from behind the arc, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, but Get I'm that really that... good game against us, though, Gerald. Yeah, that's always the case. So let's go ahead and sign him. It's not always the case. He had a really good game against us, so let's go ahead and sign him. 
you know, it's not worth it. It's worth a shot. He's on a two way. You can get him, uh, what, 30 games, 31, 30, about 30, 31. I think yeah, 30. For, yeah. Yeah. 30 games that here on out. Uh, Dylan Windler, you know, same thing. 30 games he can play of the last 45, which again, you should be able to see what you got or you can bump him up because the Lakers still have an open slot for an actual year long contract if they really pan out. So my question to you is, do you integrate them into the team? Because Windler last night, you know, DNP, 30, 22 points, 33 pounds, coming in hot. A hot player you might want to throw in there, still might be able to go ahead and just play above his head for a little while. Darvin Ham sits him down. DNP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, know what the big, you know what the big difference was between uh, Darvin Ham and Eric Spolstra, Gerald? Mm-hmm. Spolstra would play Dylan Windler. Because he played Hassan Whiteside. Oh yeah, they 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 pull a rabbit he out of the hat all the played, time. He played Hassan Whiteside, I, I, and again he and doesn't. They'll be signed get... by the Lakers a year later. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, I I I give him a little bit of time. You know, absolutely played productively. Should see what he has to what he has to bring. That being said, Willie, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Jeeves is saying they're practice players. That would be great theory if they practiced. So you don't know. I mean, we always talk about in the NBA how much they do not practice anymore. I know Joe always has an issue with it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with him on that sense. Mm-hmm. We agree on more things than people, you know, say we do. So yes, you do. Yes. So um, but I'd say give him a chance a chance. I mean, you give Max Christie a chance every now and then. You, you know, you give uh, what the high scoring output duo of Jared Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish. Oh God. Constant chances. Although I will admit Cam Reddish did play good defense yesterday. He really did. You have to admit he played good defense yesterday, but taking it to the basket, it's just an adventure with those guys. I, I, there was, I don't think it was last week. I think there was a, they were leading a fast break and I thought it was going to have a heart attack. Really? Absolutely. This, it was that bad for me because those two just, I don't know the basics. I don't know where the basics just up and went with them. And I bet you we played them in, you know, you and I on the, you know, or, or just they saw them in a regular pickup game. They would dominate and they would look like basketball players on both ends of the floor. Oh, Jim. Somehow it just does not translate on an NBA level for them on the offensive end. Just um. does not. And I know I know Reddish hit a couple of three pointers yesterday, but it just does not look good. Yeah, no, I mean if you could play, um, there was a. Have you ever seen the um, int- the driving instructing video red red asphalt drilled? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, that that music at the beginning. I would play or, or that. We get with... into, let me show you. Let me go ahead and get you the tapes. The faces of death. How about that? Do you remember that? The faces of death. <laughs> half the play stuff that. was half the stuff was made up, folks. Half the stuff was like real footage. Half the stuff was made up. Just want to let you know. So. Yeah, it was like it was like a really bad. It was like a really bad Dick Wolf production. <laughs> Gerald's right. <laughs> anyway, if you could play that stupid music at the beginning of Red Asphalt with Vando and Cam running a fast break, I mean, you know, it's it's like the Keystone Cops, Gerald. That, that 
<laughs> so I when Gerald's talking about, you know, give maids and, and willing a shot, yeah, you might as well. I mean, you're playing other keystone cops, so might as well give those two a shot. You know, you don't know. You might get a punch. In, you might get a shot in the arm by for one of them. You I don't know. Wanna, we, if people want to play Max a lot, why not play Max more? Why not at this point? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Rodell is. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Rodell. He may have. We may have finally pissed him off, but uh, he hasn't been here. Well, you know days. something. I think. But his I favorite. Think... His favorite player, Max Christie, might not play him a little bit more. You know, there. These are options that the Lakers have tried. Ger- if, Jared if Vanderbilt gonna Cam- throw and Cam Reddish are the, are the cardio bros. They should just be like when that when that beautiful woman is doing like the exercise tape, like mm-hmm. in, out up like jared vanderbilt and cam should be in the background because they're like the cardio bros anyway i mean that uh, yeah reddish hits hits a, a couple of threes like every every like once every time you see haley's comet and uh vando's good for a layup once every four games but to I answer mean, oh there was a question to chat what is his career high 21 yeah say. i have no idea how he got it have yeah no idea it, how he got it. yeah Maybe the defense just like walked out of the key and just said, "There you go, Jared." I don't know. I honestly don't know, but it's it's ugly. It's, it's absolutely ugly. ugly. It's absolutely. They are so good on the defensive end, and yet they are the exact opposite on the on the offensive end. I just have not been able to wrap my head around it. And you know, a lot of people talk about you know, what they saw at Cam Reddish at Duke. And remember we were talking about getting him on the team The people like were on Twitter, got to get him on Lakers, 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 Lakers. He surprised me with his defense because that's something that according mm-hmm. to the defensive ratings, which we talked about and what I saw in video, I never really saw that he had that, you know, really was adept at one-on-one defense or getting steals, period, that he was that good at that. But the problem is he just is, cannot put it. You cannot have a, sh- a starting shooting guard averaging five points a game. It just does not work. It's no. not going to work. Yeah. No, no, you can't. That, 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 that will not work on any level. Yeah. Even in high school, that won't work. It's so funny right now that uh, Phoenix with its vaunted, they finally, Sean, have their vaunted three guy lineup. They're three stars. And they have Grayson Allen, who, you know, they they got in that trade and thought he was going to be one of those missing ingredients. Yusuf Nurkic. That's the Phoenix Suns right now. And, you know, and they're getting their butts kicked right now, the Clippers. So, again, the time is now for the Lakers to right the ship. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to say if they are. I think that there's a chance. But again, it's up to Darvin Ham to coach better, to coach smarter, to coach not like an idiot, per se, mm-hmm. and, do, and, and be better. Because this team, you got to find the right combinations. All you need to find is like one or two combinations that really click during the course of the game. We're not talking about rocket science here. Just one or two combinations that really click. Stop with the five-out offense for one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. Get back to what you need to get, Magic Man. This isn't rocket science, like I said. Transition, good defense, rebound the ball for once, rebound, rebound and stop letting the other team get it, and get to the free throw line. Do what worked well for you on your way to the playoffs last year. 
it's not really that hard to figure out. Yet you want to, you know, they came into the season with Darvin Ham five out or we're going four out. And I'm seeing Anthony Davis parked out at the three-point line all the time, taking three-pointers. Z is swearing, go take, you know, he's taking three-pointers. How well has he done lately on three-pointers, Sean? Uh, they've been in the toilet, Gerald. Gee, I wonder who called that. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. And um, just for entertainment purposes. Rest in peace, Andre Bauer. Rest in peace. Yes. Such a great actor. Yes. And that's Darvin Ham's coaching right now, ladies and gentlemen. It is a stage five. Absolutely. But I agree with you, Magic Man. Again, this is the time is now for the Lakers. You know, I don't think that as much as we wanted him out the door, I don't think his job was close enough to it. I think that, you know, the speculation that our show, Empire Jeffs, the, the regular media out there, you know, I don't think any, I don't think they were close to letting him go. Uh, that's why I think he, you know, he gives those statements, Magic Man, that he does. The, the I'm solid. The wire fans holding on to every single game, you know, wins or losses. It's a marathon, blah, 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 or make excuses. I don't think, you know, if you and I had know that we had talked to the management and or owner and they told me everything's cool, don't even worry about the media, don't worry about that. That's the kind of statements we might, you know, very brazen statements like that. That may be something we may be akin to as well. That tells me that they don't have plans to let him go. Just by the just by the fact that he's saying all this stuff, unless LeBron decides to go up to management and, and change the fact like he did with David Blatt, that could change it entirely. But I don't think it was that close. Do you? No, I don't. I agree with you. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been. I'm just saying it. I don't think in reality it was that close. No. Definitely not. And I, I agree overall with the totality of what you said. It's It seems more than unlikely. It seems improbable at best. That Great Ham... question, M24. Great question. I'll let Magic Man go first. Uh, question is for our audio audience out there. What grade would you all give Darvin so far through this marathon? <laughs> oh, if he's solid, then he's a solid, he's a solid C student. So I, I'd give him a solid C minus. I would give him a D minus because this team, you come into it coming off the Western Conference Finals. Mind you, the players themselves through either injury or have through just sheer regression haven't done the job. But I think a better coach would have had this team in at least a better position. I think that, you know, people talk about has Darvin Ham cost decisions, cost us games. Uh, let's say three, four, five games, I'd say. And I think that's the difference between even with the regression in play from some of the Lakers and the injuries, Magic Man, I still think we would be in a, uh, let's say, a fifth through seventh slot as opposed to a ninth through 11th slot right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. No, it does, Gerald. Um, yeah. You'd... Ryan's uh, kinder than I am. I got a D minus for him. You got a D plus. But yeah, they're not high grades. They're not, not high D. grades at all. Jeeves is an F plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as far as the rotations and his communicative style, his interpersonal skills, can't argue with Jeeves on the on on those. Can't argue D- with them. Div X Ray's got a Z plus. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe that's Joe I think Zangerstein would give that grade. 
Joe, there is no H. H is uh, in the periodic table, Joe. It's not a grade. Alan would say F minus. Uh, <laughs> if they were Detroit, I, I'm going to tell you. I think... can, can you get an F minus? I've never gotten an F minus. No, you can't get, technically, before. you can't get below an F. Right. Uh, I thought so. Yes. yes. But I think uh, Monty in Detroit has done the worst job of coaching this year. Terrible. Terrible. I, yeah. I just I, I think anybody out there, I think Monty has done done the worst. I think um Pops has done a uh I, I don't think he's done a good job in there, uh, especially with Victor Wemiyama. I mean, how Victor Wemiyama's having a pretty good season. Maybe not the spectacular rookie season that a lot of people he's having a pretty damn good season. And they're still, you know, the way it is. Uh, so I again I I think that those I two just, are the yeah, worst. I, but just, I think Darvin Ham is not that high up. I'm gonna yeah, give him a D minus. And you know something, Gerald? Let's let's be honest. Like <laughs> for Dante for citizenship, there you go. You unsatisfactory. It it's yeah, they had Derek White. Yeah, they had uh DJ Murray, but but those guys really like Derek White got to spread his wings after he left the Spurs, not with them. That's yeah. why they traded him. And I, I would argue uh, DeJounte, uh, similar similar fate there. I think he was he was a great defensive player, was able to more spread his wings in a, a system with somebody like Trey Young. Um, you know, it, it, it's just been a while. Like, I'm going off on a tangent here, Gerald, but it's been a while since Pop and the Spurs have been able to develop uh, backcourt players in the modern NBA. I mean, the last great backcourt player they had drilled was freaking Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. But yeah, last year they finished up, they didn't have a good year, obviously. And they, that's how they got the number one pick, but you know, they were on target to win. You know, they won more last year. They're on target to lose more this year from what I'm seeing. Yet you have the best rookie to come out of this class. Not saying Chet Holmgren, because Chet Holmgren, again, he came out of previous class, still might be rookie of the year, most likely will be rookie of the year, mm -hmm. but he came a different class. But, the, the you know, right now, Wemby Yama's playing like the number one in his particular draft class. Yet you're a worse team with basically the same roster you had last year. That yeah, to me yeah. is not a good coaching job at all. Yeah, no, Sorry, I mean, he, you no, you would think that uh, Wemby Yama... Uh, presence would only elevate that team, Jill. But turns out that you know, even the even the most fantastic rookies hit a wall eventually. And yeah, like you said, he's had a pretty good season. I I I thought I think he'll finish second in uh, in uh, ROI right. voting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I agree overall. I mean that that is not that is not the perfect situation that the Spurs and or Wemby thought it was going to be. Div X-Ray, I think when it comes to Trey Young, and you'll see some Atlanta Hawks movement before the trade deadline, that that season has totally gone awry, uh, most assuredly. I think when it comes down to Trey Young, I think that, that conference finals run, much like maybe some people will say about the Lakers run, but then it's different a little bit with the Lakers run because LeBron AD had already gone to a, a world championships. It's a little different there, but that conference final run for Atlanta was fool's gold. 
And I think that a lot of flaws are out there. Trey Young, as your number one guy, comes with a lot of caveats. I mean, a lot of caveats that he he can't give you quite what I'll compare, let's say, him to Steph Curry. He can't give you quite what you need at a guy that's at being asked to do so much, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense, Gerald. And considering the fact that, let's be honest, Trey Young isn't 6'1". He's not six feet tall. He's likely five ten and a half. That's what I would I would I would call him. Uh, I I saw him in call uh, college as well, and so did you. I didn't. I never thought he was above uh, above six feet. Um, St- Steph had the had the um, Steph is six three three. Yeah. He's a legit six three. So that helped Steph um, getting around screens and being able to you know just hold his own eventually when he got a little stronger not as much anymore more no but yeah. i mean in his in his prime in his prime. you know he he got a little stronger um he wasn't he wasn't as gangly and as uh you know um let's face it he he, at, at, he wasn't pillsbury doughboy like but it was it was really it was kind of like he was really skinny let's mm-hmm. just say put it that way and he was able to put some meat on his bones and it he he was made a better defender for it i agree with you trey young is what he is he's fully cooked at this point you'd have to surround like the prop the ultimate and gerald's right ultimately the problem with trey young is that if you acquire him you're sticking a finger in a dike and just creating a couple more holes that you'd eventually need to fill Otherwise, again, the DeJounte Murray idea that I put out there some time back before. uh, Yeah. And, and Div not only has his, it's not a perfect answer. Yeah. His three point shooting is not only in the toilet. What's most concerning about Trey young is that his true shooting percentage has tanked the last two and a half seasons. You know, if you're shooting under 60% as a, for your TS percentage, especially as a guard, I, I question whether or not you have the requisite physical skills to manage or improve because, Gerald, we saw it last year. One of the reasons why Reeves was able to establish himself as a, a pretty potent paint player was that, A, he was able to finish in the paint, usually off contact, B, he had a little higher free throw rate, which helped his true shooting. Trey Young has problems now, not only with his three-point shot, he's not getting the calls he used to get, Gerald, because, again, he he took advantage of certain rules, right, Gerald? Mm -hmm. He did, Harden did, and quite frankly, they're not falling for the flop. They're not calling the flop on Trey Young anymore. So yeah. Trey Young is not getting the kind of calls that he used to get, and he hasn't been able to adjust. I I would be very wary. Him about and Harden were him. the most affected by it. And Darren, yeah, you got to give him credit. He did take him to the Eastern Conference, but I'm beginning to think, or at least look like that, it may have been fool's gold on that assessment. On that, so. I agree, Gerald. 
I agree. I mean, especially considering May. Fact, I didn't say for sure. Well, and especially considering the the side of the bracket they were on, it was almost similar to what the what the Trailblazers did when they got swept by the Warriors. Um, they just they they were able to take advantage of a bad bracket. Well, Div, uh, you know the worst one of all. I mean, I, I know you guys are going off on Atlanta for making that dumb move as far as making the trade that got them. Because remember, it also got them DeAndre Hunter, I believe, the next year after that, as far as that number one that they traded for. You know, in hindsight, that obviously, you know, it wasn't a good move. Hey, Atlanta, we trade we traded the rights to Luka Doncic for Trey Young and Cam yeah. Reddish. Hey. No, I thought it was DeAndre Hunter. Was it Cam Reddish or DeAndre? It was Cam Reddish. It was Cam Reddish. Okay, it was Cam Reddish. Okay, well that that worked out, but. The dumbest move of all during that assessment, not only was the number one pick with Phoenix, but was the number two pick uh, with Sacramento yeah. and Vladi Divac, who I love <laughs> immensely as a player. We'll always thank him for his time with the Lakers and always appreciate. And I, Man, I was, that, when I was a like, kid, I, or I just when feel I was a young bad. adult. Yeah, I just feel bad for Marvin Bagley now that he's going to yeah. be like the answer to one of the worst trivia questions of all time. Exactly. You know him and Darko, but at least Darko has a world championship. And you know, I digress. But um, when it comes down to it, you know, that's probably the dumbest of all the all you know this, that that year that that draft choice. I mean, we can we can harp all we want. Trey Young is still an All Star level player. He is not the transcendent player that Luca is. Uh, but then again, Lucas, you know, still has to get to that higher level as well. He still has to have a team that's well. It could be this year. We don't know. But you know, he has, still has to get to that higher level. But I well, agree. You saw he, what happened. We saw he what is happened. substantially yeah. a better player than Trey Young. You saw know? what happened when you put shooters and and a couple of other ball handers with Luca. He only he got within one game of an NBA Finals. So I think there's there's a path to chart that the the Mavs could take. But again, Gerald. As we know, I mean, Mark Mark Cuban, um, and uh, see, I, I I'd like to think that Nico Harrison is um, able to work independently of that schmuck, um, but I don't think that's the case. So schmucks do schmuck thing, schmucky things, and even though he's a champion, he's still a schmuck, and I think. I think, you know, unfortunately, Doncic is in the, the universe run by schmucks. Yeah, Doncic, you know, his story, I think, will be is yet to be fully written. I think he, he will be put in a position at point some point in time to play in the finals. And he could be, he's that type of guy that can get you over the top. I see it. Trey Young, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not I think Trey Young is, at this point, a complimentary player. Very good complimentary player not not a superstar i'm hesitant to even call him a star yeah that he get he gets he gets that marquee because of where he was drafted and kind of his ability to, to, to once in a while to still shoot that 35 footer and make six out of ten every once in a while I consider Trey Young a complimentary player at this point. I don't think he's a star. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for listening. Truly appreciate it and watching as well. If you do have not yet, please, despite our misgivings at times, uh, we want to go ahead and keep that flowing. Uh, 
and our insults to Joe and back and forth uh, are going strong in the chat. The world's best Lakers chat room that's out there is the Lakers fast break. And I, I'm hoping that it will amuse you and it has amused you for the past 90 minutes. But you know what, Joe, you're whatever you're talking about, but moisting and yeah, that's Joe just goes on and says these things. It just makes you just scratch your head, magic man. When he started talking yeah. about singing in the shower the other night, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Joe, going off, man. Maybe that cold medicine is working a little bit too well. There mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Joe mixed some, mixed some Robitussin with some uh, whiskey. Yes. Ox1947 DivX Ray is Joe. Yes, Joe Sorrell, one and the same. But uh, by, uh, by by the way, the, the, you know, don't take too much of that cough medicine, ladies and gentlemen. And a little da- a little dabble do you, as Jack said from one Some flew over the cuckoo's really nest. Love that medicine. They love. It's not good. It's not good. Some of the little bit of alcohol, they just they use that as an excuse. They don't drink. Yeah. Oh my god. But then they, when they get a cold, some, oh man, load it up, man. Oh, Give me some man. of that cold medicine. Oh yeah. And just and just wait until just wait until you get nauseous off it, Gerald. That that's lovely to see flying out of somebody's mouth, as I saw a couple of times. And by the way. I have. I'm not. I'm not considering. Your, be I'm prepared. Be, be you, prepared. Man. If you, yeah. I have done that in the past, where I okay. just go. You go to the store and you buy every single cold medicine you can, and you try to take it because you just don't want that cold. You want it to go away. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Yeah, it doesn't work. No. Stick with stick with vitamin C and. Uh, well, and... Joe. Joe looks like he's been sucking on Grandpa's old cough medicine. That's for sure. <laughs> shout out to harlan williams um great canadian comedian um underrated my opinion um but yeah no I, not really i i don't take cough medicine once again it is the lakers fast break this again goes off the rails all the time lakers and five great to have you here go ahead and check out his channel also as well lakers corner empire jeff tv also as well, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, and of course the John McCallion channel and Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Please check out all those great channels if you can. Like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe ours as well. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you so much for as watch as always for watching. Twitch and Twitter as well. Uh, Magic Man will be here tomorrow. It's going to be a busy day for me. I will be shuttling in and out the next few days between here, CES, and all over, but I'm still committed to going ahead and making sure we have something up and running for a pregame a during game simulcast that's been a big success we had 1300 views on our simulcast yesterday between the lakers and clippers and of course the post game of course the best post game that's out there for the lakers is right here at the lakers fast break but any last thoughts my friend before we head on out uh joe if you've never heard of lean before i don't know what to tell you but yes cough medicine is popular amongst a certain group of uh weirdos how depressing was that when you heard that uh the ingredient in many cough medicines and cold medicines was found out to be earlier in 2023 to not be effective at all in doing what they marketed to do yeah i'm not surprised i'm not surprised they used to <laughs> I'm not surprised, Gerald. 
they used to actually put amphetamines in Coca-Cola bottles once upon a time because they thought that would be a magic elixir. Ooh. When Laker Tom started drinking it. (laughs) You set me up on that one. (laughs) Love you, Tom. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So... Oh, I needed that cheer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I was trying to do what I can to cheer you up, my friend. Uh, um, I but will yeah, say that- no, I mean, no, yeah. I final thoughts are, you know, in just to to summary, the Lakers have more in. So, if the Lakers solve the internal problems they have without really cutting cutting out their their depth which they don't really have but okay if they can do that they don't carve up their depth they don't carve up um their guts i think they can try and make a run that is dependent on everybody being on the same page and i don't think that's the case i think it's all smoke and mirrors this come to jesus moment and we we had an open film session we were able to uh to uh ju- um you know uh lovingly non-judgmentally uh critique one another i don't see it i just don't see it it's possible but i just don't see it i think that there needs to be some internal changes and not just one or two but multiple then I think you have an opportunity to stabilize what you have and then try and um, work on the external factors that are preventing you from winning a title, which, by the way, it's a, is a bigger issue than your internal problems. I will say this, though. Again, I, as I, we're hoping for changes to be made, whether it's the coaching staff, general manager, whether it's you know, changes to be made as far as trade is our concern, I can just say seven of the next nine games, Magic Man, are at home. Seven of the next nine games. In fact, one of those road games, one of the two road have games. to win at least six of them, Gerald. Is still at the, at the crypt. Mm-hmm. The other one is in Utah, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, 100%. There is no better time to start padding some wins than now. And if it, if it comes to Golden State, when we go to Golden State later this month, and you and I are still talking about a 500 team or below, then uh, it's going to hit the fan. It's going to hit the fan, and it deserves to hit the fan because there's no excuse. I don't care if you wait for the the trade deadline or whatnot. If you cannot start padding some wins over the next nine games, you don't have any excuses left, and it's no, time to you, really you make need... some changes. And it's not just the players I'm talking about either. No, I agree 100% drill. I, I think the Lakers have to go at least six and three over the next nine agreed which would put them at like 24 and 22 which i mean you know almost 50 games in i agree with gerald that's you know it's not great but i i mean you you're showing some light at the end of the tunnel there by uh be by being you know stringing together you know some wins here it's just they gotta like gerald has said they have to stack those wins it can't be you can't be uh win three lose two Win four, lose two. Win three, lose four. You have to win five. Maybe you lose two. Then you win four or five. Then maybe you lose the next one. 
and you win three out of four. They have to start stacking wins and win streaks. Yeah, Yeah, there's no ties in basketball. I will say this, though, again, when it comes to the Lakers, when I when I mean is, and it was mentioned earlier in the chat by Div X-Ray, hit the fan as in trade, get picks. I mean as in fire ham, as yeah. in make some sure. trades, and reach it. Because this team will not tank. I don't, yeah. I don't think you ever hear the words so from GD. Nuclear. That this, nuclear? That no. With LeBron gonna... on. Yeah. Unless LeBron and AD get injured. Fingers crossed for that. Knock on wood. That yeah, that they don't get hurt. But if if they're healthy and the Lakers are still at five hundred or below when they go to Golden State, yeah, it by then the it see, should be on the hot seat should be on fire for Darvin. Sometimes perception is reality drilled. I mean, you know, we talked about the other day how about how life sucks sometimes. And I'm dealing with that right now. Um, sometimes perception is reality and here's here's what it would look like if the lakers decided to do that you fired him you're trading lebron so if i'm a superstar and i'm considering whether or not i want to go to say the lakers or the heat i'm looking at the way pat riley and eric spolster run their organization versus the way palinka and and bus run theirs and they're willing to circle the drain on one of the three best players that ever lived for for what for like and what would you expect to get for because you have to trade lebron who's 39 his contract what, what do you hope to gain in traction in a trade because if you were on the if you're on the other line of that phone with rob Polinka. Would you say, yeah, Gerald? You know what? I I I hear you, Rob. You want you want a first round pick? Oh, I'll just give you a, a sweetener, an unprotected first round pick. I wouldn't offer an unprotected first round pick for LeBron James, at thirty nine years old. That's Before we head on out, let's let's talk about the win for NV two one three because he got a chance to see LeBron play in person uh, and performed well. Let's go ahead for NV two thirteen. Because uh, we know you're a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Let's talk about how good and satisfying a win it was. So I know even in the win yesterday, when we were talking about the comments, it's like always comes with a caveat. But, but, but their defense, again, when you put, when you get the Clippers who just lit up on the second of a back-to-back, they just lit up the Phoenix Suns for 138 to hold them to 103 points tells you that when this team wants to lock down even with jared vanderbilt cam reddish and then of course on the other end of the defense spectrum austin reese and d'angelo russell even with that all of a sudden done when they want to go ahead and put down lockdown d my friend they can do it that's the one thing at times when they give you the energy they can still do real well Mm-hmm. I was, you know, absolutely. There's no, there's no questioning that. But G's right. No points offense. I mean, 106 is not going to win you that many games in today's NBA. It'd be great for 1995. But yeah, 
not this great for 2024. If you're not scoring at least 100, if you're not averaging at least 125 points a game, Gerald, you're behind the eight ball yeah. already. Like the, the, and it's not just, it's not just the points themselves. It's the way the points accumulate. A lot of the times it's a soon, it's a tsunami effect. So more often than not, <clears throat> teams like the OKC Thunder, Milwaukee, uh, you could even throw uh, Denver in there. They eat a lot in the paint. And it creates a seismic effect that is able to, to uh, be positive for them because they end up like... And he's, trying, and he's trying to be very nice to Vando and Cam. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I credit him for that. But mm-hmm. if MV213, you can't tell me you want to turn your eyes and look away when both of them have the ball trying to drive down the lane. Or trying if or when LeBron sees them wide open and tries to send them a simple pass. It, it's you it's, can't tell it, me it's not a pretty it's, sight. It's it's, tra- it's Charlie Brown the football, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yes. It's it's bad. It's ugly. So these guys, again, whatever they give you on the defensive end, in many cases they take away. And, from and, and, and Gerald, so it's a really hard part and, to keep them out and, there in today's and let's day. be and let's be perfectly frank. Can you really can 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 you win in the NBA with a strong defense and a bad offense versus if you had a strong offense and a bad defense? It's it's so hard. I mean, we see what we're seeing. Indiana, Indiana is still what they're twenty one and fourteen ish right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, they just won tonight over Boston. And they're terrible on defense, but they mm-hmm. try to outscore you. That's what they do on out with. Tyrese Halliburton now with a hamstring strain. We don't know how bad it is. Could be out for weeks. That's going to be a different story, but they try to outscore you, my friend, mm-hmm. and they're successful at it. The Lakers, again, when you're talking about, uh, you know, having that defense, you still and, have to score a requisite yeah, amount of points. Yeah, and, and Gerald. And you're Gerald, not going to be able to hold all these teams to 103 points. It's it, just not going to happen. This yeah, time. no, and like unfortunately, because of the constraints of the salary cap, vicissitudes of the game itself injuries rotations whatever whatever the the biggest factor affecting most most teams and the lakers included is if you can't have your cake and eat it too then you need to find what works and sticks with it but darvin ham doesn't do that if it ain't broke don't fix it he's he's tinkering and fine-tuning just about everything that he puts out there instead of just letting it flow, let yourself go, quoting quoting MCA, rest in peace. Let it flow. Let yourself go. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been a great conversation as always. I cannot thank you enough for everything you're doing, my friend. But uh, any last final thoughts? You ready for tomorrow's game against the Toronto Raptors, a team that you're very familiar with before we head on out? I am. I'm I'm hearing a lot of uh um um what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of uh hostility about uh, the Lakers. Um you know, Gerald, it's kind of funny. 
back in 2001, there were three really good teams in the Eastern Conference, Gerald. There was the Milwaukee Bucks, who beat the Lakers both times they played them that year. There was the Philadelphia 76ers, and there were the Toronto Raptors. Now, a lot of people thought that the NBA Finals that year was going to be the Lakers and the Bucks. That being said, the Bucks were ultimately defeated by the Sixers because the matchup of that playoffs was the Sixers and the Raptors. Sixers won. I always thought the winner of that series was going to go to the NBA Finals. Wasn't meant to be for the Raptors, and hopefully tomorrow the Lakers uh, kind of suck it to them again because I kind of always like walking my dogs after a Lakers win against the the Raptors because everybody has something to say to me, and uh, we just love it. They're coming off a great victory in Golden State uh, as far as what they did. You know, the backcourt, the newly minted backcourt of uh, R.J. Barrett, who scored 37 points in the last game, and then, of course, Emmanuel Quickly, who I, you know, I thought I would really would have loved him on the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll just leave it at there. Mm-hmm. But uh, those two, if you can get consistency from R.J. Barrett from the outside, and you can get games like that on a regular basis, watch out. But we'll see what happens. Again, uh, Toronto coming in. Uh, what Yakapoto may be out of the game. I'll go, we'll go ahead and report that for you tomorrow on the Looks pregame. Like Looks like it. Uh, pa- Pascal Siakam's name is being thrown around in trade requests and trade proposals everywhere. So we'll see what happens there. But it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be here tomorrow for the pregame. And then, of course, the simulcast, the newest part of our great thing as well the nsfw the simulcast the the playback.tv slash lakers fast break join us there in the first area where we're at or you can join us in the uh you know as far as the the youtube channel the facebook channel we're trying to go ahead and follow everyone there but yeah if playback.tv slash lakers fast break or the simulcast uh as far as that's concerned it looks really good from there and then of course the post game as only we can bring it to you right here at the lakers fast break Leave it there. Leave what there. Yes. Peace, y'all. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, it is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. Truly appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow for more fun and games and ranting and raving. But let's hope it starts off with a Lakers victory tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Magic Man, so he can go out, walk his dog, and just give everybody the finger in Toronto with a victory for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what we're doing. Looking forward to it tomorrow. Again, and we're also talking about here, as always, the best in Lakers chat you can find nowhere else than here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.